Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your Kynite fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McLennan. Pre-season is well underway and we finally have some new signings to talk about. We talk about the six arrivals at Brunton Park over the last couple of weeks, the opening pre-season fixtures and a few departures in the club as well as other little bits of news. Yes, we're back. A little bit more of an extended break than we intended, wasn't it, Dan? I think we were hoping to get back uh, at some point um, last week, but just time dictated and you know jobs and things like that, we just couldn't fit it in, could we? So you mean you buggered off to Berlin? I buggered off to Berlin for five days, and then when I got yeah. back, uh, to be honest, there hadn't been a huge. Well, there'd been a few bits happening, but um, yeah. it was then trying to fit it in around work and things like that. So um, yeah. we decided to wait a bit longer. As it is, we've got quite a lot to fit in this episode, haven't we, Dan? Mm. It's been a, a busy, busy few weeks, really. Having had that period of like, oh, there's not much happening here. What's going on? There's been a bit of an influx over the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yes, as we said, today's episode, we are going to be going through, um, I think we'll first off start with a couple of little, uh, little bits of sort of general news, a little bit on departures. There's been a few of them from the club. And then we'll move on to the new signings and contract extensions, actually. We've got to mention the intro, didn't we? Mm. And a couple of good bits of news in that, especially one that came out today, actually, which is really good to see. So, um should we get straight into it? Yeah. Yeah, right, let's get going then. Um, so first up, other news. Um, talk about the kits, Dan. What a success they've been, haven't they? The uh, the bus seat and the uh, fruit salad army are going to be out in force all season, aren't they? Because I think it's exceeded anyone's expectations, the sales in these kits, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's been incredible, hasn't it? You know what I mean? To treble last season's sale... Yeah. Is unreal. Uh, not to the taste of the Wimbledon commentator, though. No, it's it's getting mentioned. We we talked about the fact that he got some really good press, didn't it? And then uh, there was a comment about the uh, the fruit salad kit. There was two uh, Carlisle fans in uh, the crowd for that game. John uh, Coleman's done a great little article on them, actually. Um, and yeah, they spotted them in the crowd, and uh, the commentator says, "Whose kit is that?" Oh, I'm told it's Carl United's. Well, I'm, I'm, I hope they don't wear that every week. So I, they will be wearing it every week. Yeah away from home like I said I, I I keep saying it I think it's I think it's the modern day deck chair the more I see it the more I see how popular yeah, it is yeah. I mean it needs a good team it to will, go with it. it yeah but it will also I mean kits are a big thing these days and the the kit hipsters will be all yeah. over both of them to be quite honest absolutely the, the home kit especially like I'm in a little WhatsApp group now of all the different League One podcasts, which is really useful in terms of the behind the enemy lines section for this season. And I put up a, a thing about um, one of the new signings today, just to ask a couple of them if they could give us a bit of uh, gen on them. And um, one of the first replies was from someone who wasn't even a, a fan of one of the clubs that the player played for, saying, got to say that home kit's really lovely, isn't it? So it goes to show you that even fans of other clubs really love it. But, um, but yeah, as you said, Dan, uh, it's tripled. Last season sales compared to again the first weekend of last season when we did them. So last time it was about nine hundred, I think, wasn't it? I think ish, just over. Which uh, is which is pretty good for the yeah. le- what was then a league two club, you know. But three thousand, three thousand, ridiculous, astonishing. And I didn't get around to get one at the time, so I'm I'm waiting. Not me neither. Me so neither. I'm hoping for the opening game of the season. I'll be able to to get my uh, kits then. But um, 
but yeah, they look they look fantastic, and you know, they, even in the preseason games, it's great to see the players in the match. I do have to say, I'm going to stand by this white shorts for the home kit. It would look so much better in white shorts. Yeah, uh, I've not made it to any friendlies yet because of work, but yeah. uh, it just looks better with white. But yeah. that's just a minor detail. It's a, it's a minor detail, and it's one of those things. Maybe you could push the club and say, "Go on, get get some white shorts sorted for it as well," because I think they'll notice the difference straight away how good it was then. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, they are sold out at the moment in all the adult sizes, pretty much for the home kits and but, away kits. But yeah. The training kit landed yesterday. It did, and my God, there's some tidy, tidy uh, bits in there, isn't there as well? It's also selling quickly by the looks of it as well, because the odd size on the odd item seems to have mm. disappeared. Interesting. That yeah, I might have to get myself up and get one then, because <laughs> there's a couple of bits that I would like to get. I have heard that you should probably size up on some of the training yeah. kit because we, yeah. we hear it's a little bit tight. But um, but yeah, fantastic. And, and uh, look. That's only going to get better over the season, you know. And it, it, I think it kind of bodes well in terms of crowds as well, because obviously something that um, is still ongoing is season ticket sales, and we know that they're creeping up towards the three thousand mark, aren't they? By the sounds of things, and you, yeah, I was I, I was down at the club helping pack a kiosk every year, so yeah. help bundle them up, and I think we're basically on two thousand nine hundred at the moment. Wow. So they're, they're hoping to uh, hit the 3,000 mark for the start of the season. There, there might be a few for maybe waiting until the end of the month to buy them. You know, I mean, we've had an expensive few weeks with yeah. uh, playoff games, Wembley, new yeah. kits, etc. So. Yeah. I mean, I had my first payment come out the other day for the uh, yeah. direct debit for next season. You kind of and, you have those couple of months off and then you're like, oh, God, it's starting again, don't you? So, yeah. I, I understand you can still use a direct debit. Yeah. Uh, but you have to pay your first month up front when you yeah. buy it. Yeah, that makes sense. So you c- you could go down next week, buy one, pay the first month, and then set the direct debit up to start in August for the other yeah. nine months. So exactly. that option is still there if anyone thinks it's a, a big chunk to pay at once. Yep, definitely. And I, I've, I've been doing it for, what, the last seven or eight seasons now, and it's one of those things yeah. you, you just don't notice it. Because compared against what you'd pay for a match ticket on the day anyway, you you're getting really good value, so I I couldn't recommend the direct debit option enough. You know, I know, I know you have to pay an extra ten pound for the direct debit, but that extra one pound a month again, it it doesn't make that much of a difference in my personal no. opinion. To be fair, there, but um, but there you go. Um, right, should we move on to talk about? Is there any actually? I was going to say, is there any other news I've missed off the the running on? Because I've put this together today, and it because it's been so long, I kind of feel like have I missed something? I don't think I have. I think I've covered all the other news bits before we go into like departures and arrivals now. You're going to tell me I've missed something, aren't you, probably? I can't think off the top of my head, but... No. no. We'll see. We'll well, see. Some, someone will tweet us. They always do. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, departures. Uh, the first up, Dad, it's not a player, it's a coach. So this one came a couple of days after we recorded the last episode, didn't it? Um, Paul Gerrard has left his role as a goalkeeping coach. Um a little bit of a surprise one. By mutual consent, it seems like he, he had a one-year contract and they just didn't get around to agreeing a new one and they both just decided to to go their separate ways, haven't they? So, um, so yeah, Paul, obviously, you might remember, came in just after Simo was appointed to take on the goalkeeper coach role. Um, did a sterling job, I think it's fair to say, isn't it? When you look at mm. how well Thomas Holy did last season, how much he improved during the season as well, actually. That's something that kind of goes missing a little bit sometimes, isn't it? The fact that aspects of his game got better and better after he made mistakes as well, especially they worked yeah, hard in it. So, I mean, the clean sheet record speaks for itself and goalkeeping coaches these days generally are also set-piece coaches, aren't they? They tend to focus a lot on that quite often and, well, we were great at set-pieces. So, you know, that shows again another valuable part he had to the game. Um, 
So yeah, um, Paul's moved on. Obviously, wish him all the best. Um, can't argue his record, one season promotion, but there you go. Um, Simon Smith has stepped into the role temporarily. Uh, he's actually due to retire soon. He's just left Newcastle and he's just doing this as a sort of helping out for a month, isn't he, during pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simon's been at Newcastle for years, I think, and he's also had, he had a couple of spells with his in the past, I think, as well, possibly one in the 90s, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely had one in the noughties, I think, when Neil McDonald was in charge. Possibly. It was either McDonald or Ward, I can't remember off the top yeah, of my head. Possibly over both of those seasons, I think, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, but yeah, so he's had a spell with us before. He's filling in while we wait for another goalkeeper to come in who has to give his notice at another club. So um, so basically, what they reckon probably for the start of the season, or just before the start of the season, that other goalkeeper coach will arrive. So we'll have news on that one soon, won't we? Um, mm. Let's get on to the first of the player departures then, uh, Dan. Uh, we covered Christian Dennis last time, didn't we? I'm pretty sure of that yeah. now. I'm just trying to rim off the top of my head there. It's just been that much happened. Um, Morgan Feeney, yeah. Club captain, Who? unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I know who exactly. Um, having held off a long time on, dis- on deciding and despite a couple of improved offs in the club, Morgan Feeney's opted to turn down a new contract with the Blues to sign for Shrewsbury Town on a two-year deal. Mm. It's an odd one, this one, isn't it? Is it fair to say? I, mean, yeah. I think it's fair to say this one's come quite as a, as a surprise because... Allegedly, he's been tracked by Aberdeen, Hearts, and Hibs. And, you know, if he goes to one of them, you can get it, can't you? Because potential of European football, you know, four games a season against, or six potentially against um, Rangers and Celtic, isn't it? Yeah. So to then make what basically is a sideways step, I'm not saying Shrewsbury are a smaller club, but I think they're a similar sized club to us, aren't they? When you look at the crowds, fairly similar. Um, you know, there's an argument we've played at a higher level in the past, but they've, we've they've been... got more potential than Shrewsbury, I think, would be a fair but, sentence. Yes, and I'd, but I'd say they've been more consistently above us in terms of league divisions over the last 20, 30 years, haven't they? Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've yeah. been a better run club in that sense, I suppose. And obviously, yeah. you look at the, the facilities are a lot better, we get that kind of thing, but it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? Um, I, I think Simmer wasn't very happy, was he, about it? Partly on, no. based on the fact that Feeney didn't tell him. I think he probably mm. would have appreciated just saying, look, I'm turning down the deal, I'm going to sign for Shrewsbury. Yeah. But he didn't tell him, did he? So, yeah. Also interesting was that the partner of his agent yeah. suddenly popped up. Uh, was it her using her Twitter? Who knows? But she was uh, basically slagging off Simo in some tweets and replies. Quite why she's getting involved in one of her partner's clients' mm, business, yeah. I don't know. But then again, I suppose if, if Mr... Was she posting on his behalf, typing? Mm, mm. Her partner is uh, Michael Ball, the former Everton yeah. Rangers and PS3 Eindhoven left-back, but anyone who's not aware. And we should have a... a you know, we, sh- we should say, that, you know, I, I, Mike knows of her, doesn't he? Who's <laughs> on our pod. We yes. won't say any more yeah. on that, but I, I think they may have gone to school together, so Mike knows of her, basically. But... um. But yeah, very interesting one that one, isn't it? So um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably say no more on that one. But um, yeah, not the most professional behaviour, I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, Simo not happy about it at all, was he? And what do, what do you make of these comments that Feeney's made, Dan? So I'm going to read out some of the comments he made to the local press down there. Uh, <sighs> it was a really exciting opportunity for me and my family. The ambitions of the club for me and for the team were key in that. And I jumped at the chance. I can't wait to get properly going uh, it's a big club the lads who are already here are good players as i said when an opportunity arose i couldn't turn down a club i t- couldn't turn a club like this down it's a strange one because 
Steve Cockrell left Shrewsbury not so long back. And they only had about seven or eight players when he signed. And it, and it seems to have been a little bit messy the way he's left in the end. Yeah. I know he, there was a few complications during his time there with his illness and whatnot, yeah. but it doesn't seem to have ended, shall we say, we, amicably. There's, there's a sh- I, I know Shrewsbury fan really well, and he tells me there's yeah, issues yeah, yeah. in terms of how much they spent and stuff. And yeah, it, basically, he, he hadn't spoke to the chairman since, I think, January, basically. So it was kind of expected in that sense. But like I said, very messy. Yeah, strange. It, 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 I just, I, I don't get it. I, 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 I know you've got to say the right things when you go to a new club to your local press and to the fans. I do yeah, get that, yeah. but that's just bullshit, isn't it? Surely, what he said there, just, just, just yeah. not true, is it? Really, they've, they've, you know, they're a good, solid club at League One level, but really more ambitious than that? No, I, I, I don't have I, that. I, I think we'll finish above them next season. It'll be interesting to see how we do. Because they, they are scrambling well, we'll, to get a squad together. We'll find they, out early September because they come up here on the second, don't they? It's going to get interesting. Considering you know how much of a hero is for a lot of time, I think he might not get as good a reception as you'd hope. Which is, <laughs> it, which is a shame in a sense, isn't it? Because you know, he was a really good player for us. But it's just left a bit of a bitter taste, hasn't it? But he, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's done it himself sort of thing, hasn't he? Or him and his agent, you know, it's... Yeah. Mm, it, it, it strikes me that maybe his agents fed him that these clubs are interested in you up at, in the SPL. Yeah. And they've probably turned around and gone, mm, I'm not actually that sure about you. And they're not going to offer the money once. The rumour is the money is on down there is not much different to what we offered. There's not a massive amount of difference. I know in terms of miles, it's a lot shorter, but in terms of how long it takes to get there from Merseyside, it's not actually that much quicker. It's maybe 20 yeah. minutes, half an hour to get to Shrewsbury because those roads can be I mean I know the M6 can be a problem sometimes but if you get a good run in it you're straight up if there's a couple of problems on those roads down to Shropshire you are in trouble yeah. you're going to be sit, sitting there for ages so it it's a very interesting choice look it's his choice it's his career isn't it you know he can, he can do what he wants but for me I, I don't quite buy what he said there I think there's an element nah. of, there's an element of panic in there and thinking I think the yeah. agent falls up somewhere along the line possibly yeah that's the impression I get. But we'll never, we'll never know. We'll never know. Well, we will do when he, when his uh, when his missus listens to this podcast and uh, starts uh, tweeting us about it instead. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, I mean, all the best, Morgan. Bye. Um, next one, Amari Patrick. Amari has also left. <laughs> You're going to do this here for all them, aren't you? Um, yeah. It's obviously he's still not found himself another club, but it's worth noting that Wembley oh, well. got. Wembley goal-scoring hero Amari Patrick will not be returning to Brunson Park next season after turning down his new deal. The main issue, from what Simo said, is that he wanted to be guaranteed he would be playing as a winger and Simo simply couldn't do that. Now, I've seen him get a bit of a stick for this online. I would defend him a little bit here. I can sort of grasp it from Amari. He thinks that's his best position. He thinks he gets his best performances from there. He clearly doesn't enjoy playing at the centre-forward as much, does he? That, that's been pretty clear in his time here. Some of his best forms is the Cummins playing as a centre-forward, but it's when he's been allowed to drift a bit further wide and he's had to be a bit more rigid, I think, at times last season, which he didn't really enjoy. Look, his stock's quite high. He's just got promoted with us. He's had a couple of pretty decent seasons with us overall. Not perfect, but decent enough. He could probably get himself a decent deal somewhere as a, as a winger if he backs himself. Whether that's in League 2 or not, I don't know. But So why is he not being spotted training anywhere? 
it's one of those ones though sometimes this can happen they, you can have players who do that and yeah, they take time happen. don't they it does happen it's not always a case of like I'm just doing it and bang them off he might be hedging his bets a little bit that's a risk that's a risk he's going to take to be mm. fair but I I don't have as much of a problem with Amari doing that to be fair if he's been honest and say that's what I want I want to be guaranteed players wing and Simo says I can't I, you move I think he may have destined himself to the M25 uh, conveyor belt Mm, it'd be interesting. I mean, Gillingham and uh, were linked with him, weren't they? Um, there's a couple of other clubs, I think, down there. Possibly even Colchester might have been linked. I know it's not quite M25, but I mean, he is based in Preston, so it'd be a bit of a trek to then mm. you know, having bought a house there to move all the way down. But I, I can see him. Look, I can see him going somewhere, playing as a winger, and actually doing really well. To be fair, I, I, even if he I, staying at League Two level might not be the worst thing he could do if he gets himself a, a role as a as a winger, possibly. But it'll be interesting to see how he does. Because, you know, look, he's, he's been bitten once before, going up to lean one level, hasn't he? And then getting stuck with being played as a striker at Burton as well. That was one of his problems, wasn't it? So, um, so yeah, that's it. Amari's gone. Real shame. But, hey, couldn't, couldn't have ended on a better way, could it, really, in terms of getting a goal at Wembley? No, so, no, no, no. So, you know, we, we wish him all the best. And, yeah, uh, I hope he gets himself sorted at a club where he can play as a winger and he's happy because it clearly was something that was bothering him a bit last season at times. So, so there you go. Um, right then, Dan. Shall we? Shall we move on? Um, new signings and contracts. That's the next bit of news we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to start with the new, the contracts first. I think. Yeah. Get them done because we've got five or oh, keep saying it six. I, I messed this up first time we tried to record that intro, didn't we? I said five instead of six signings. I'd written it down wrong. So we've got six signings to get through in a minute. So we've got two contracts. Bit of news. Um, first up, John Mellish. This was a big one, wasn't it? This was really pleasing one when we found out. Um, he's agreed a new three-year deal with the Blues that will keep him at Brunton Park until the summer of 2026. That's a massive one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Uh, sometimes you just get a player who suits a club and John Mellish is that player for us, isn't he? He just, you know, he's, he's, he hasn't got far to travel. He's happy. He clearly loves it. The fans love him. He'll run all day, you know. And Carlisle fans have always liked a player who tries. You know, you yeah. you don't have to be the most skillful player in the world, but if you put the effort in, our our crowd usually backs you. And uh, yeah, I, I think you know it's it's perfect, isn't it? it, it, it you're absolutely right, and I, like, I, I think you've got to a really good point there in the fact that it, I think it gets a little bit under underappreciated by football fans sometimes at how important it sometimes is to for a player to be somewhere where they're happy. It's not always chasing that move up or chasing the move somewhere better. Sometimes actually staying somewhere where things feel good to you is a good thing. I mean, anyone who read his, his interview on the club website, you can tell how much he loves being here, how much he loves playing for the club and, you know, how he basically just wanted to get it sorted, didn't he? You know, he, it wasn't a case of like, he's thinking, oh, I don't know about getting a new deal. He was just like, yeah, let's get it done. You know, it's going to take him up to eight seasons with us, isn't it, basically? Which is like incredible when you think of the fact that he was close to being released as a centre back, wasn't he? In that first season, yeah, yeah. Beach decided to take that punt on him as a midfielder, which you know worked in the way Beach played the system. Simo's come in and gone, ah, "You're a centre back, <laughs> put in there, but you're going to play like a midfielder at times, and I might even play in midfield sometimes." And he's just every challenge that he's had to face, he's stepped up to it, hasn't he? That's one of the key things about Big John. Yeah, he's is a uh, what's the word? I don't know if it's versatility or another word. It's 
It's you know that gamble by beach. Yeah, adaptability, versatility. Yeah. It's a bit of a mix, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I think in his time here, sticking one word on him doesn't isn't right because he does those weird things. Yes, he starts as left centre back, but ten minutes later he can be on the right wing. You know, yeah, it's it's mad, but because of the system we play, we can cover that. We can switch to be effectively yeah, being yeah. a back four at times and. You know, it, it, it really works well. So, yeah, fantastic news. I think he's going to adapt really well to League One. I don't. I think League One def- defenders and attackers are going to wonder what on earth are we facing up against here once once they see him in the opening games and stuff. But there you go. Um, as you mentioned earlier in the episode, there was another bit of news that emerged today on terms of contracts, and that's uh, Jack Ellis. He signed a new two-year deal with a one-year option to uh, keep him at the club until the summer of 2025 at the least. Um. This is a really good one, isn't it, Dan? Because he, he looked like he was making such good progress last season and just a couple of really annoying niggly injuries cost him the chance to basically pin down that right-back position, right-wing-back position for himself, didn't he? And considering that's a new, that was a new position to him when Simo put him there the first time, you know, towards the end of the, not last season, but the previous season, he looks like it, it, it's he's been his position his whole career, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously... Finn back came in, and yeah. who knows, may come back yet this That's season. He won't leave that room. No, uh, and it'll be it'll be a good battle between the two. I mean, I mm-hmm. think I think Finn back would probably start ahead of him if he came back. But yeah. uh, I think Ellis will get plenty of game time. You know, uh, yeah. you know, I think I think now in you know. I don't like saying it because there's nothing confirmed or anything, but if it is back and Ellis on the right yeah. and it's Armour and Robinson on the left, you've got faith in Robinson and Ellis to come on as subs, yeah. whereas maybe at the start of last season, subbing your wing back wouldn't have happened. No. Whereas now, I think Simo will have a bit of faith if, you know, wing backs have off games. If, if yeah. a wing back has an off game, you can bring on an Ellis or. I- and you've got to be realistic with, with we're getting ahead of ourselves here because we're talking about Robinson already. But with Armour, he played pretty much every minute of last season. He's not going to do the same again this season, realistically. You know, it's a higher level. You're then expecting to have almost two full seasons of playing every minute. You're probably going to have to switch him out a little bit more and maybe sometimes bring on Robinson for a bit of fresh legs. Yeah. And because he's a permanent signer now, he's part of the furniture. It should be a lot easier for him, shouldn't it? So... So yeah, I I think I think it makes sense in terms of you know Ellis staying long enough so if he can get back in as well. It, it, it'd be great. So brilliant stuff that Jack's signed and extended, and it's just just nice to see us be proactive on these things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That that has that has been a real such a big positive for me. The more I think about it, because you think previous season we just leave almost every contract to the last minute, or we just wait until the end of the season. What we're doing right now is saying, right, you are actually a strong part of the squad. Or you're a young player who's really developing and working hard. We're going to get you tied down. Simo made a real point of this, actually, didn't he, when he talked about Ellis's uh, extension. That they talked about it, I think, towards the end of last season. Um, but because we've been so busy in terms of other contracts and getting players signed up and stuff, that he'd completely forgotten about it. It was only when he went to the boot room to get his boots, um, yeah, Simo, yeah. and he spotted Jack getting his boots. He's like, oh, man, I, we need to sort out his deal, actually. And he said to him, are you still wanting to stay? Do you want, do you want a new contract? And he, and he obviously Jack was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they yeah. got it pretty much sorted, like, within a week, which, you know, 
it, it's great. It's efficient. It's getting everything done, you know, and so many players are tied down to two-year deals now, aren't they? There's not a huge amount. I'm just looking at a list of who's 2024 and of main players, you've got oh, Thomas could... Hawley, yeah. Paul Huntington, although allegedly another clause. Yeah, we know that. Uh, Corey Whelan. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Gibson. Joe Garner, be one of you. Owen Moxon, Joe yeah. Garner and Ryan Edmondson. So there's not a massive amount on you. You wouldn't I be think from that list, if we were to get a couple more, I'd want Moxon and Edmondson. I think they're the t- I would be not surprised if they're the two that they're trying to work on at the moment. Yeah. Edmondson. Because as, 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 as much as I love Joe Garner, he's going to be getting on by the end of this season, and isn't he? I think he's not isn't that not an option in his deal, I think, Joe Garner. Possibly. I think, I think they're already after seem to remember there was an option. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's but, a big it's a big big season for Gibson. Oh, hundred percent. He needs to show what he's capable of at League One level, yeah. isn't he? And then after that, it's only really likes of uh, Killsby and Nugent. Uh, yeah. So and Breeze. But it, it, what it means is, next summer, we're not going to be scrabbling around to rebuild a squad, really, are we? No, We've got no. the base. We'll, we'll, we'll have the foundation, won't we? Which, which is really, really pleasing. So, yeah, really good stuff. Right, we've rabbited on enough about the contracts, so let's talk about new signings. We're going to do these in uh, signing order, so when the order of when they signed. Um, the first one, uh, back a, a couple of weeks ago now, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, a lot of familiar faces in here, actually, I should say, isn't there? Three of them, yeah. in fact. The first three were all players who were on loan last season. Yeah. Um, first up, Jack Robinson. Obviously, the 22-year-old defender has returned on a permanent deal uh, after being released by Middlesbrough at the end of last season. He signed a two-year deal with an option after leaving Borough. Um, made eight appearances in his loan spell. Doesn't really reflect though, does it, how well he did? Because simple fact was Jack Armour was doing so well, so he wasn't really getting the game time as a result. But when he did come on, we were quite impressed with him, weren't we? Yeah, and it, remember he also slotted in at right back as well. He did actually, yeah, a couple of games. You forget, I mean, you forget the fact that Jack Armour played right wing back as well a few seasons ago. Mm. I think people kind of forget that, don't they? And he actually played really well when he played there. It always surprised me when we've had problems in at the right back position. Why we haven't put him there? But then he's doing so well at left wing back. You don't really want to disrupt it, yeah, do you? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, impressing those brief cameos last season. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy with this one. It's one of those. I think when when all the things were announced in terms of you know release plays and stuff like that in the last season, there was a kind of a feeling that Robinson might not come back, wasn't there? Mm. I I think of the three who've come back, he would probably have been in third place, which is no yeah. disrespect to him. Just obviously there was a clamour for Barkley after obviously what happened, yeah. and Alfie made a good impression. So yeah. Robinson was probably I don't want to say bottom of the pile, but yeah. at the back of the three. But it turns out that he was the first, and uh, happy days. Yeah, it's always good, isn't it? So so yeah, um, Robinson has come in. Interesting. You'd probably say he's more like a. It's really hard to say, isn't it? But he's like a development player almost, isn't he? In terms of, you know, he's the one who we're going to look to develop whatever and try and make better. He's going to have to wait for the more experienced Arbor ahead of him um, to um, to basically not mess up, but, you know, potentially become out of the team. He's only two, he's only two months younger than Jack Arbor. <laughs> so, like, you know, that, 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 that goes to show that the difference is how many appearances Jack Arbor got now? Well, over 100, it's 130 odd, I think, we worked out last se- end of last season. Yeah. Whereas um, I'm just checking here, and um, 
he's got 32 appearances. Has um has Jack, I'm just double checking it. Yes, uh, Jack Robinson's only got 32 appearances in his career so far. So that's the difference, isn't it? Armour's had that first team opportunities with us. Yeah, Robinson had to wait his time. Yeah. To be fair to Armour, he, he actively went out and wanted football. You know, yeah, yeah that was and a he's difference. He's a great advert for for doing so, whether it be on loan or making a move. You know. Definitely, absolutely. So yeah, Robinson's the first edition, which means we're covered on the left wing back position now, doesn't it? And possibly left sided centre back because it suggestion seems to be that he they feel like he could actually do a bit of a role there, couldn't he? And obviously mm. we've got Killsby as well, who's played a bit in pre season too, so that that's good to see. Um, into midfield, the next signing. You've already mentioned his name there, Dan. Alfie McCalmans has returned on a permanent deal. The twenty three year old first born midfielder. Um, yeah, he's, something that was missed, I think, because the club didn't say this, did they? But Leeds United did on their announcement. He signed for an undisclosed fee. So yeah. he actually paid a fee for him. I, I think you're talking about somewhere between, you know, you know 30, 50k out, you really. Not a massive. Mine, might not even be that much, to be yeah, honest. Possibly. It might be like a 25k sort 20, of thing. 20, 25, and they'll, they'll have a decent sell on, you would think. There is a decent sell on there. I think that we're, we're, we're fairly sure in that way. But, um,. But yeah, returning on a permit. I mean, this is the one we all wanted, wasn't it? All the loanies, all the, the ones we realistically thought we had a chance of getting back permanently. This is the one we wanted, wasn't it? Alfie McCarmont. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just 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 proved himself to be a really good player because when he signed, there was kind of a feeling of like, oh, do we need him? <laughs> got something, sort of wasn't there? Really, it was kind of like we've already got a really good midfield frame. We've got a couple of you know backups in there, mm. but actually he came in and he gave us something a little bit different, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he he made that sort of attacking midfield role his own, pretty much, yeah. didn't he? I still think there's a bit of work to be done on his game in that position, I think. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think, but what strikes me about him is I feel like I trust him to play all three of the midfield roles, so I could trust him as yeah, number 10. Yeah. You could trust him as that number eight, you know, in the kind of sort of guy sort of role. And also as the number four, sitting a bit deep, like Moxon often does. I think I'm glad you said eight and four because eight and four are midfielders and five and six are centre backs. Yes, absolutely. You. Yes, you're 100 <laughs> right on that. I've I've always said that. Um, but yes, yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those ones that it just it, it just it was a no brainer when he when he, if he was available, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Someone who'd won with us, who clearly enjoyed his time with us. That that's the thing that stands out. Every player who's come with us on loan and stuff seems to have really enjoyed it, haven't they? Yeah, uh, I think that speaks volumes for the uh, the camaraderie in the dressing room, and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it, through through the playoff run, we sort of saw what the dressing room was like, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Yep, scored twice in nineteen appearances in his last spell last season. He's actually played at this level before as well for Morecambe, which is good. Um, just want to get a few more goals in there, don't we? And maybe a bit of Northern Ireland international recognition again. He's got four caps him, I think, so far. So. Certainly playing in League One, no reason why not, because I looked at their last squad and I actually thought he was unlucky not to be in it. Yeah, it certainly was, certainly was. Um, right, and on to the next one. It's the playoff hero himself from the semi-final, Ben Barkley. He's back, 26 years old, uh, Manchester-born defender. Um, yeah, he, he returns to Brunner Park after... I, I, it's weird, because he only made, what, 17 appearances over the season. But it still feels like a really successful loan spell, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was dreadfully unlucky with injuries a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, he's he's clearly popular, and 
once we saw that Stockport had paid him up, we all knew he was coming, didn't we? Oh, it was inevitable. That was, that was just waiting to be sorted. And I know there was a big furore about the stuff he said after the final. It was pathetic, really, wasn't it, really? He didn't yeah. say anything bad at all. He was just, you know, he was still our player technically at that time. So, you know, he didn't say anything yeah. bad about Stockport. It was ridiculous. But I, I, I do genuinely think this is a really, really good signing for this level because I think this is not like any sort of level of bitterness and stuff like that. Because what I'd say is I think Morgan Feeney is a better defender, probably, than Ben Barkley, but I think Ben Barkley is a better footballer than Morgan Feeney. He's probably more adaptable as well because I think yes. Feeney is just a standard centre back, yeah, and pro- probably should play in the middle. But obviously, Paul Huntington is yeah. there at the moment. Whereas Ben Barkley, I think if he played centre, you'd be happy. If he played right to the free, he can play right wing back. He's not the most aesthetically pleasing. But he does the job. I don't know if that, you know. Maybe in that role, yeah. Do you know what? I could see him doing a role in midfield as well. He's so he's good on the ball. He's got that ability, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I just think it just makes sense. And in terms of level of competition now, with the next signing coming up, we're going to talk about in a minute. I think defensively, we're pretty much sorted. I would say, but um, some people might disagree, and that might think we need more mm. there. I don't know, but um, well, let's. Well, well that's that's a, a right wing back pending, isn't it? Yeah, oh, sorry, with a right... Uh, presuming we sign a right wing back, of course, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah so apologies, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everyone agrees, two-year deal. If the wages are sensible and not, you know, the wages he was on at Stockport, which I imagine they're not, I think he's going to be smart enough to know he can't get those wages again. Great. <laughs> really, really good addition. And clearly someone who got on well with the rest of the squad and was a good egg in there as well, so that's good. Uh, so let's start with the new boys then, Dan, the ones we haven't had before. First up, Sam Lavelle. This one came out of nowhere. I mean, mm. these last three came out of nowhere pretty much. I think with the exception of the midfielder who had been sort of whispered about, hadn't he, I think, yeah. a little bit. Um, but Sam Lavelle, yeah, 26-year-old Blackpool-born defender, previous clubs, Blackburn Rovers, Bolton, Morecambe, Charlton, and a, a loan spell at Burton Albion. He signed on a two-year deal from the Addicts. Um, it's not a case of he was out of contract or he's been paid up. I think the base is just a case of they just said he can go for free if you get if you get a deal somewhere else, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. he signed for us. Um, really good play, you know. I, I, you know, it's one of those ones. I, I I didn't think maybe we needed a player like him, but actually, when you think about it, in terms of strength and depth, it puts us in a really good position, doesn't it, for this season? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when he was at Markham, and he actually. Two years ago, when you were yeah. leaving there, he, he was one that we sort of went. I wouldn't mind him. Yeah. Hundred percent, and uh, I, I can always remember. I think he's quite good mate with former Blue George Tanner from his time at Morecambe. Yes, they se- seem to mess like talk on each other's Instagram a lot, etc. And uh, I think Jamie Devitt might be quite good mate from as well. I don't know where. Yeah, from, possibly. Yeah, he was young when he left Morecambe, and he was captain there. He was only about twenty-two, twenty-three when yeah. he left Morecambe, and. He's went to Charlton, you know, manager changes and that stuff changes. And I, I think this could be a good move for him because he's from Blackpool area. He's he's coming back up north, you know, he'll, he'll fit into a car school, no bother at all from that area. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, because they've lost a few players in that car school down the way, like Dennis and Feeney and a couple of others, I think. And yeah, yeah. Actually, they've had a few additions, though, haven't they? Because there's a couple, one more coming up as well, who's from down that way. But you've also got Sam Lavelle, and obviously Barkley's going to be back in there, in there again. So that that's a good thing for team spirit as well, I guess, in that sense. But yeah, Lavelle, I, I, interesting the reports from the 
preseason game, Annan was suggested that actually he looked a very good addition from the people I'd spoke to. You know, they said they were quite impressed with him in that game. Um, should note, we always knew he was a good player, didn't we? Because if you go back to the two vowels, the 2020-21 season, when uh, 4-4-2 asked us to nominate our five best players in League 2 that season, yeah. who was one of the names in there, Dan? Yeah, Sam Lavelle. Sam Lavelle. So we, we've always fancied him as a player. So, uh, you know, there we go. The Brunton Bugle Oracles that we are. Um, but yeah, two-year deal. Pretty happy with that. Good experience addition to the defence at a decent age as well. Um, up next... Uh, Dylan McGeek. That is how you pronounce it. I'm pretty sure because I think James Phillips asked him on the interview for the on uh, BBC Radio Cumbria how do you pronounce it, and he's obviously had many different ways of saying it. But it's Dylan McGeek, apparently. So, are you happy with that, Dan? Yeah, uh, exactly what we needed. Probably yeah. with his age and his profile, uh, it was interesting. Last season, he didn't actually join Forest Green until about November. Yeah. yeah, he was still a player of the year, which don't get us wrong, they had a terrible season. But for him to stand out in his 25 games, he was obviously Did one he of the captain few as well, I think. Possibly, possibly yeah. yeah. I think Duncan Ferguson, when he came in, made him captain. Mm. But, you know, he, he's, had a, he's had a pretty solid career. Uh, you know, Aberdeen, Hibs, Sunderland. And I, I was talking to a mate from up the road, and he said he's he's a great little footballer. Injuries have just not made him quite reach possibly the level he could have been at. But, uh, you know, he's one of those. He, he was talking about moving his family up and, yeah, you know, he's from that central belt up the road anyway. So he's just another that seems to fit. You know, he's he's got the experience. He's a bit of an older head. Again, he can probably cover all the midfield positions. Yeah. And it, it, it just it just seems the right fit, doesn't it? Yeah, and what I like about him is that his age, he's 30. Because we've got quite a young midfield when you look at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, guys, and I mean, Moxon age-wise is one of the most experienced in there, but he's not that experienced, is he, at this, you know, in, in English football. And, you know, McGeek's got a you know, decent amount of experience down this way. He's got a bit up back in Scotland, obviously. Um, yeah, I, 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 really, I really like this one. At first, yeah. I was a bit, mm, do we need another midfielder well, like I'm, that? I'm just looking at the ages here. Alfie's 23. Yeah. Callum Guy's 26. Owen Moxon, 25. Taylor Charter's 21. You know. Yeah. And Kyle uh, Lee will be 18. Harris is 23. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah. No, so it's, just, it's... just that little bit more now. That, that's no disrespect to the amount of games that the likes of Callum Guy's played. But, yeah. you know, yeah, you've got someone who's been even more around the block. Exactly, and you know, you get the impression that you know, even if he maybe does pick up a knock or something, he's going to be a good person to have around and, and yeah, in terms yeah. of experience. So, I, I, I think I think we might find this season. I mean, the midfield pretty much picked itself last season. It was Moxon yeah. and Guy, and usually either Gibson or McAlmont. Yeah, and I think this season we might see a little bit of change now and again because. We, we are a step up, you know. We, face much get, better sides, yeah. Yeah. There will be times when he maybe thinks, I'm going to play Moxon and uh, McGeek today, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Give Callum a rest and, you know, vice versa. Or there might be a game where we maybe don't play with the advanced midfielder and he'll put Moxon, Guy and McGeek yeah. together to be more yeah. solid away from home, you know. It's, we, it bring, it's another signing that brings options. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, let's move on to the final permanent signing so far then, Dan. And that's uh, Danny Butterworth. 23-year-old Manchester-born forward. Um, began his career at Manchester United quite a young age, but then moved to Blackburn Rovers. Um, I wonder if it, I imagine he probably would have been at Blackburn. As, there'll be a bit of overlap with Lavelle there, possibly. I think. You possibly, think it, yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, I, I think he. I think he joined Blackburn when he didn't get YTS at Man United. Yes, yes. So Lavelle would have been sixteen-year-old. So Lavelle, Lavelle would have been three years old as a professional, right about the same time. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Blackburn Rovers, uh, Fleetwood Town loan spell and a Port Vale loan spell last season. Um, he's already had those two loan spells at League One now, which is encouraging as well, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, look, yeah. And, uh, the first thing I think a lot of people thought when they saw the um, the signing, they, they go and look at his Wikipedia page something down there and see what, yeah. what, what does his record like. Yeah, he doesn't look great in terms of goals, but I'm not sure that's the kind of striker he is or what he's been brought in to be, really. No, I mean, it's... <laughs> I think also on his wiki it says something like prefers to play off a target man. Well, you would imagine Ryan Edmonton will start as a target man. Yeah. And if he's comes off or he's injured, Joe Garner. So if he's if he likes playing off a target man, he's got two bloody good ones there to play off. Exactly. But he, he's also another who can drop and play at 10 or he can play a bit wider if you go to a free up front. He's, he's one of those... You know, similar to the likes of Gibson, who can play two or three positions. Yeah. Three goals in 31 appearances in League One for Port Vale last season. Port Vale fans, quite a few of them seem disappointed they didn't get him permanently, don't they? If you go I, and look I, at the I, comments. I've, I've spoke to a couple of mates down Blackburn where, and I, I saw some Port Vale fans, and I think the only thing that he seems to be missing is just that bit of consistency. Yeah. And if anyone can drill a bit of that into him, it's... Simon Gav, isn't it? Yeah, and then maybe that's where it's good to be a permanent deal for him, where he's at a yeah, club now, yeah. where he's settled and right. You just, this is the club yeah. where you've got S- to similar, similar to Ryan Edmonton. I mean, I, I think I said last time, I think Edmondson potentially could have a very big season. You know, he's, he's properly yeah. settled now. He looked very comfortable in Tesco the other day buying his uh, shopping. <laughs> I didn't bother him because he was looking at some product and, you know. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something here, Dan. At least one of our listeners has told me they find it alarming that you have no loyalty to supermarkets and are just in different supermarkets all the time. Oh, I've got various reasons for different supermarkets. <laughs> I know. But like, what? They, they... Hang on, hang on. What kind of oddbods <laughs> keeps a track of my supermarket? Oh, you'll, you'll, have, you'll have to wait and find out. But um, yeah, but yeah your, your lack of loyalty to a supermarket astounds them. But um, I'm, I'm Tesco Old Swan loyal, but there you go. Um, yeah, I... I, I you're right, his consistency seems to be an issue. A very good dribble of the ball, though, from what we hear. And I saw some, I went on the Portville forum and someone said, was he that bad second half of the season? Was it just our pudding of a pitch? Well, that mean, that encourages you because you think, well, he's going to yeah. play on a carpet at Brunton Park. So yeah. at home, at the le- least, he should be quite good. Whether yeah. he is or not, we'll have to wait and see. But um, but there you go. Um, so that's the signings all wrapped up. There are two trialists in the club, though, aren't they? The club haven't named them. But everyone knows who they are, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a usual uh, fun and games when it's a try list. Yes. Uh, it, it, we understand, I think is the correct term, we know. that it is <laughs> Dan Langley, ex-Newcastle, yeah. and Stephen Walker, ex-Middlesbrough. Yeah, Walker was one of the goal scorers against Annan, which we'll talk about briefly in a minute. Um, and he also played England age groups, which is mm. possibly where Simon knows him. Yeah, he seems to be one who's just lost his way a little bit, isn't he? I think. Yeah, I think yeah. 
The clubs he's been on loan at, I've all said he looks a really good player, but I think he's just, every time he's gone somewhere, he's got a little knock or something, and it's just not quite worked out for him. I think the Cree fans especially were impressed with him, weren't they, for his loan spell there? I, it's, I could potentially. I mean, we've got three strikers now. We've got Edmondson, Garner, and... Uh, Butterworth. Butterworth signed, yeah, signed <laughs> today. I couldn't remember his surname, right? <laughs> uh, I think we will probably see a young lad in from a Premier League team. Yeah. But given Simo likes two on two off, you've got to allow for injuries, suspensions. I wonder if Walker does enough, if he'll maybe get that one year with potential option as like yeah. the fifth striker type thing. Like incentive to say, all right, show us what you yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah, and let's, yeah. let's see how you, how you do. And if you do perform well, there's a second year with better yeah. wage type thing, yeah. you know. I'm mean, just looking at his wiki page. So he's a striker slash attacking midfielder. So again, it gives you another yeah. option, a different role. He obviously he spent seven years in Middlesbrough. Only made seven first team appearances for them, but in that time he had a loan spell at MK Dons for seven games. Then yeah, that was in 2019. Then in 2020 he had a loan spell at Crew six games one goal. Then in 2021, sorry 2020 2021, he went back on loan to MK Dons and played 12 games two goals. Then he came back and went to Crew for again for six games one goal. And then last season he went on loan to Tranmere, but I think he got a bad injury quite early on in that because he didn't make a single appearance for them. So something obviously, you know, uh, it's not, it wasn't even last season, it was the season before. So something obviously happened at Tramway that didn't quite work out, um, which is a shame for him. So, uh, so yeah, um, that, that, that's the two loadies. We don't know who, I mean, Langley's just a goalkeeper, isn't he basically? I don't think he's, I think he's had a loan spell somewhere. Was it, um, let's double check this now. Was he at Ashington or somewhere? Uh, I'm just looking it up now. Is it not? It might have been Gateshead, actually, possibly. Did you know? I'm yeah. a couple of them. And he's, he's, he hasn't got a Wikipedia page which tells you what you need to know. Um, no, he, he had a loan at Gateshead and a loan at Spennymoor Town. So he's had a couple of loan spells out yeah. at uh, clubs. That, yeah, similarish level. Looking, looking at it, he's got uh, fair play. I mean, he's got about 25 appearances in the National League and National League North combined, basically. So... Not too bad, really. A little bit of experience there. He's one who's, you know, potentially there. You're thinking, if you get him in, you can send Gabe Breeze out on loan for half season, can't you? Yeah. Well, well, Gabe Breeze has already played for Workington. Yeah. Which we, we, we're not sure if he's going to go there. That was more of a favour, wasn't it, really, during preseason? Mm, yeah. You wonder yeah. if maybe that, that something yeah. might happen. It'd be there. interesting to see if he appears tomorrow. Well, uh, I don't think, you know, because Lewis Boyd is actually playing for Workington tomorrow, apparently. Yeah. They've got him in on trial. So interesting to see how he does for them as well, too. But yeah, there's yeah. actually two trialists. Um, should we very briefly touch on the preseason games so far, Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, neither of us went to them, but we will. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, we'll just brush over them very quickly. Obviously, the first game was Adam. Um Tough game, 2-1 win. Uh, full house, 1,750 uh, there for this one. And the um, and the, and, the <laughs> and the rest, yeah. Um, Adam actually took the lead of this, didn't they, early on? Jo- uh, mm. Josh Galloway, Josh ex-Galloway. Yeah, yeah. Ran, ran through on goal and slotted away nicely past uh, Thomas Hurley. Um, Bizarrely, Josh Dixon was listed as a trialist, despite apparently having signed for them. Yeah, that, that was a very odd one, wasn't it? Because I'm, I'm looking at the yeah. team sheet, and he's, yeah, he wasn't actually listed, was he? It was a yeah. very, very weird one, that one. Um yeah, I wonder if it's to do with maybe Scottish registrations or something. Or... Yeah, maybe I haven't gone through yet. I don't know. But um, he got a good hour or so, didn't he, under his belt there, I think, for them. And he seems to have done quite yeah. well there so far. Yeah. Um, good luck to him. Yes, so uh, 
they had that lead up until the eighty third minute when Jack Armour scored, and then uh, Stephen Walker, the trialist, scored in the ninetieth minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> A really good test by the sounds of things, and that's something we sometimes lacked in these early preseason games, haven't we? Yeah, uh, I always think of the local games. We should sort of play Penrith, Workington, and Annan. And obviously, we can't play Penrith this year because they're getting pitch work. Uh, they're actually not playing at home till mid-September because yeah. they're getting a four G put in. Yeah, the, annoyingly for them, they've got about two home cup draws, so. <laughs> I assume they're giving up home yeah. advantage in would, those, but uh, would you not want to alternate between Penrith and Carlisle City? Not you fair? could argue that because of the, the same level, similar aren't level, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's or you could, thing. if you had the players, you could send a team to each, couldn't you? You could, I suppose. Yeah, if we got a bit higher, I guess. But there you go. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think Annan Annan makes sense to play them now because they're a Scottish League one level. It's a good yeah. standard. Yeah. Maybe even try and play Queen of the South every now and then as well. That'd be a nice little trip to go up to Dumfries for the day too. But um. There you go. So yeah, um, that game pretty straightforward. Uh, even more straightforward. Gretna nil, Carl United seven <laughs> in the uh, in the second game. Similar setup, wasn't it? Two teams in either half. Sam Liddell I've, missed oh, this one. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, I think he just went down to tidy up odds yeah. and sods down in London. But I, Gretna are probably too low a level to be honest. I, I actually think Penrith and Carlisle City would beat Gretna at the moment. Yeah, and to be fair, this was done as a favour, wasn't it, basically? Because yeah, they, yeah, because they've done well for we us. We use our pitch a bit, don't we? Yeah, so which, which is fair enough, you know, that's, that, that's the right thing to do in that situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, the goal scoring was done by the 57th minute. We some, I'm not saying we took our foot off the pedal, but clearly didn't have too much of a go after that yeah. in comparison. First half goals from Joe Garner, Jordan Gibson and Jack Robinson. Robinson's goal was a lovely little move. If you've seen this on the... the um, the footage from the game. Um, yeah, Alfie, yeah. Alfie McCallum and, uh Roman Park, he scored um, first year YTS um, appeared in this one. Second uh, year. Is he second? Sorry, apologies. Second yeah, year YTS. Yeah, going, in, going into second year. Right, you're right. I do apologise. Uh, Kai Nugent uh, got a goal and then the next goal was an own goal, the seventh. Um, yeah. Pretty straightforward in terms of that sort of thing as well. Um couple of things that sort of stood out from this is a lot of people saying how well Kai Nugent stood in these games. Yeah, seems yeah. to be impressed. So I still think, I think you made this point, didn't you, Dan, that he'd done quite well against Gretna and Annan. Maybe a loan to Annan or maybe a loan to Workington again would be a good yeah, idea yeah. for him first half of the season at least. Yeah, it's, uh, he's not going to walk straight into a League One sort of midfield, etc. Well, so. you look how well stacked we are in that area as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think... If he goes to Annan, it's an international loan and he wouldn't be able yeah. to come back till January, whereas Reds, you can put a recall clause in sort of thing. So, Yeah, absolutely. We'll so, yeah. see. We'll see. Kind of makes sense for that sort of thing. Um, one name I want to pick out, though, someone that a couple of people to me mentioned, who went to these games, mentioned has done quite well in these games, and is a little bit of a forgotten man. It's Jaden Harris. Mm. I've had some really good reports of how like how impressed they were with him and how... He looks like he's come back at an even bigger and stronger player than he was last season, and you do, like you said, you do kind of forget about him a little bit, don't you? And, and for him, having seen these players come in, he's probably thinking, right, I've got to show I'm capable here, haven't I? So it looks like he's at least trying to do that, doesn't he? Do you know how many appearances he had last season? It's more than you'd think, you know, isn't it? Yeah. It, is it eighteen? Twenty-four, including cups. Well. So does that include the cup that we don't talk about? Yeah, yeah. But... So twenty-one. Um, 
Um, but no, but in all seriousness, even even if you took those those cup ones out, twenty one, nearly half the games. But how many of them are like 10, 15 minute appearances from the bench? That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's difficult for him. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I feel like if come two weeks into the season, you, you think to yourself, he's not really breaking in at the moment. We've got to get him on loan spell for me. I, I want him to be going playing games because I still think there's a good player in there. I think there's a very raw player in there right now, but he's got all the right attributes. He's a big, strong, physical lad. We've seen that. And, you know, there is some, you know, he's the way he can drive with the ball is quite impressive. We just need to, rough, you know, um, polish, you know, a bit of the rough edges on him. I think it's fair to say, but... You know, good on him that you know he's actually shown a bit in preseason. You know that, that that's what you want to see, isn't it? You know if you go back and watch the footage of the um, the Stephen Walker goal, the trialist goal against Annan, there's a lovely no look pass in there as well, isn't there? He just sort of gives the eyes as if he's going to play out wide, and then just plays it central. Nice little move from him there. Um, Ryan Edmondson's another one actually I've seen a few people mention as well. Um, not scored yet, but everyone's saying his link up plays so so good in these games, and yeah. that's what we want to see from him, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He's got a chance to be the main man this season, isn't he, in that role? And I'm sure he's going to try and take it. Um, right, that's enough about the preseason games. Um, neither of us are going to work into either, <laughs> so no, we, no. we might rely on. We might. What we might ask is if, if a few of our regular listeners who are going, who are 60 second reviewers, can send in some reviews from Workington on their thoughts on that game. Uh, that'll be really yeah. much appreciated for the next episode. Um, I think you're going to go to the Newcastle under 21 game, possibly, did you say? Should be, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, obviously, I'll do Dundee United. Yeah, I'm 50 50 on Dundee United. I'm up for it, but I'm a bit, yeah. I'm a little bit put off by the cost, if I'm honest. £18 mm. for a pre season game is a bit, bit much for that for me, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I probably will go to Charlie, though, because it's, you know, it's only about 45 minutes up the road for me. So. I'm in Amsterdam, so I can't. Oh, you got, I bet you actually gutted about that as well, actually, because you'd probably want yeah, to go to Charlie, wouldn't you? <laughs> a good little, it's a nice little ground. We went there a couple of seasons I've, ago. I've been, I've been to watch Charlie versus FC United before. Yeah. When I was on a course in Wigan once. Uh... Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so we've relied on uh, six-second reviews for the work into games. Yeah. If you can get some of those in, that would be really appreciated. Right, it's time for the bit that you've been dreading a little bit, Dan, because... Right, let, let, let me see if the rustle of the paper works. Over 50 a, entries in this week's Excel section. It's a bloody big one. We've got a yeah. lot to cover. So, yeah. um, next, next, next summer, we will make a list of these as they come in. Yes, we didn't do that. We kept them in the WhatsApp chat and poor Dan's had to sift through yeah. it this, uh, this last uh, couple of days to try and work out exactly yeah, what we yeah. talked about. So, yeah. Don't go too quickly because I might want to chip no, in occasionally, not. but I won't um, always. But let, let's, let's. I'm going to tidy up a couple of released players first. Yes, go on. Nathan Buddle got released by Blythe after 300 odd games. Not very well, was it? No, yeah. the, the, they literally didn't even say bye in thanks. And then someone who'd played about 12 games to them got loads of coverage. It was very strange. Yeah. But the. He will be mentioned again shortly, which mm. is maybe why. Uh, Charlie Birch left uh, Workington. He's going USA bound. Mm. College I assume course, I think. some sort of college scholarship type thing. I think maybe? it's a scholarship with some coaching thrown in and things yeah, like that and playing yeah. for a team. So, no, no, you know what? If you're that age, you're playing non-league football, you're a young lad. Yeah. Oh, no most brain, most of these... Most of these lads get mentioned again in the next part. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Steele and Charlie Barnes left Annan. Yeah. 
they they seem to share right back for a bit there yeah. between them, but they're both uh, just that level up, maybe not considered good enough. Uh, Mo Sagath left Dagenham. Mm. The king of Kisameo. Yeah. Uh, Rod McDonald turned down his deal at Crew, didn't he? He did, and he will get a mention in a minute, I'm sure, as yeah. well. <laughs> as did Max Crocom at Grimsby. Yeah. Uh, that's a release tidied up. Right, uh, I'm going to do signings next. There's 30 yes. of these in total. Right. i am pretty much got them in date order. Maybe not quite, but this is the order that were in the WhatsApp. Uh, I bet you can't guess who the first one is. I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to rack my brains out because it's been that long since we talked about <laughs> signings and X-Files. It's longer than we, the three weeks since we last recorded. We That's certainly go up and down the divisions. First up, Courtney Meppen-Walter oh, yes. has signed for Geisley. Yeah. Has he what not been there before? What has he not been there before? I think I feel like this is his second spell with them. Possibly. But he's, he's a hell of a unit now. Oh, he's a, he's a big lad and yeah. he owns it as well. Mm. If, you re, if you follow him on... Um, yeah. Social media and stuff. It, it's funny to be fair. He, <coughs> he, he owns the fact that he's a big lad these days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a few more non-league ones. Max Hunt is at Buxton. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gillies, West Auckland Town. There's a name from the past. We haven't mentioned him for uh, so long. No. Uh, Cameron Salkeld, signed for Darlington. Uh, I, I missed that one altogether, that one. Yeah. yeah, it was in the chat. Mm. Yeah, because he'd been playing up in Scotland, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Jack Stacey went to Norwich. Good, solid move for him. Mm. Uh, ben Marshall signed for Darwin. That, that's a surprise because he, he'd been playing at basically West Lancashire League level, because he, he's fallen yeah, out of love yeah. with the game, hasn't he, basically? So yeah, yeah. he's he's making a slight step back up, but not really still at a level where he can enjoy it, probably, I, I guess. I know we're, I know we've mentioned it before, but it's definitely worth ratcheting out the podcasts with him on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Musto is also Ooh. gone to Darlington. Ooh. Rod McDonald went to Harrogate, didn't he? That's not a bad move for him, I think, to be fair. I think he'll do no. fairly well there. Yeah. I think it's a, sm- yeah. it's a yeah. good signing for them, I think, as well, because he had a very good season last season for Crew. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Joe McKee has gone to Peterhead. Uh, Sean Brisley is at Alfreton Town. God, is he still going? God. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Buddle went to Ashington. I wonder if it was a bit of Blythe Ashington rivalry here. Well, yeah, they're very local, aren't they, to each other? There's a bit very big old local. rivalry, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Pat Bruff, the rumoured Wrexham move didn't happen. He signed yeah. for Northampton. That's a good good sign. That's, that's good a really, for him. It's a good signing for them and a good signing for him, I think, to be fair. That's a good yeah, move. yeah, yeah. Couple of year deal, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, Lucas Jensen, uh, lover of a Who? red card. What? Loan disappearing. He's went to Lincoln. You know what? He's crafted a decent career out for himself, which <laughs> yeah. which makes us the question: Why on earth didn't we play him when we yeah, badly yeah. needed a keeper at the time? Yeah. Uh, Cole Stockton uh, went mm. to Burton, finally got his move from Markham after the relegation. I think that's a, uh, that's a good move for him, actually, Stockton. I think because that's the kind of club yeah. where he, he he does well at. I think a bigger club yeah. would be a bad move for him. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Proctor signed for Barra. Hmm. Anyways, uh, Ron Steele <laughs> has landed up at Carlisle City. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I thought he might have gone somewhere like Workington, possibly. But yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, Josh Dixon is at Annan, as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Alexandra has gone to Hyde United. It just kind of makes sense here. I think that 
moved to South Shields, it was never going to be like a I'm permanently yeah. moving to the North East. He's a Manchester lad, so yeah. Yeah, and he's he's also is he a mortgage broker or something now? Possibly now, yeah. Something in that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Barnes has gone to Lancaster City. Mm. That's a good move for him, to be fair. You know, I think that's got that's yeah. a decent level. Yeah. Uh, Joel Senior landed at Morecambe. We think that's a great move for him, didn't we? I think it's one of the clubs we said, like, I think we said, like, there, Macrinton. Yeah, yeah. Tradmere, yeah. somewhere around that area made sense, really. So yeah, good move for yeah. him. Uh, Ebbsfleet with a double signing. Mm. David Amu and Hayden White. What I a mean, pair down the right-hand side, that'll be. <laughs> I mean, how old are they both now? <laughs> That's the question I'd yeah. first ask. I think gonna... Camus only about 30, you know. Look, I'm going to... 32. David yeah, Amu's 32. Too, Hayden White over here is... That's not the Hayden White I wanted. Uh, Hayden White, the historian. Um, <laughs> let me see. How old do you reckon Hayden White is? 29. 28? Wow. I, I thought, I, he only turned 28 in April as well. That's blown yeah, my yeah. mind. I was sure he was like older yeah. than that, but fair play. Uh, Reggie Lamb has gone to Braintree Town. It still winds one of my friends up that he is a record international appearance holder. <laughs> yeah. Like it makes him angry that well, how can someone like Reggie Lamb hold that for us? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Fishburn is Fleet One Under Twenty One. I think he's done well to get that. <laughs> I think yeah, he's got. Well. I'm not saying it sounds harsh, but I think he's lucky to get a move as good as that because he yeah. he hadn't really done enough with us. But it's one of those I think ones. It's the last chance saloon for him, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And I think it's one of those ones where they need to kind of pack their squad a little bit, don't they? As yeah, well, and they're yeah, under 21s yeah, and they're like, well, yeah. he did well at Cal out first and they took a punt. So there you go. Yeah, one of the bigger moves, uh, Reese James, back to Sheffield. He's been there before, hasn't he? Was he not there at the end of last season? Was he on loan there, maybe, or something? Possibly, I can't remember. I'll check that while we're talking. Uh, the previously mentioned Max Crokham uh, also went to Burton. Mm. Max Crokham will be mentioned later again. Yeah, ooh, ooh interesting. Uh, um, I'll just check it. Yes, sorry. He had a loan spell at Sheffield Wednesday last season from Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, more Sagaf. Uh, yeah. Took the short trip to Boreham Wood from Dagenham. Yeah. Uh, Michael O'Halloran has gone to Dunfermline. One game wonder. Yeah. Uh, Adam Clayton signed for Rochdale. I think that's a great signing for them in that league. <sighs> for National League level, yeah. He still looked a, yeah. a fairly decent player for Bradford when we played against them. Not yeah. so much for Doncaster at the start of the season. He looked a bit rough yeah, against yeah. them, but looked good for yeah. Bradford. And I think this was last night, wasn't it? Jerry Yates has got a big money move to Swansea. Good move for him. Really good move for him, that I think. That's a smart move. Definitely. That is the 30 signings on my list. Wow. We've probably missed some. <laughs> it's inevitable, yeah, yeah. isn't it? There's been that many, but there you go. Good stuff. Uh, what, what have we got I'm next? Go to, we've got internationals. Yes. Uh, obviously, the two headline one uh, England under 21, James Trafford, six games, six clean sheets, and a penalty save in the last yeah. minute. Absolutely fantastic. He's on the verge of a move to Burnley. Uh, we I mean, will make some money off well, that. It, uh, look, in terms of the sell-on thing, it's not going to be less than 5%, is it? Because that would be mad to have a sell-on that yeah. was last night. It's going to be about 5%. Let's say it's 5%, okay? He's going there for £19 million. I mean, that's nearly a million pounds. <laughs> you know, mm. it, it's... It, that's still I think money. it would only be on the initial 15, though, wouldn't it? Maybe? Oh, probably on the initial 15, yeah. But, but that, that's presumed Burnley stay up and they pay the four million yeah, to, yeah. to them. The, pro- the problem is you probably won't get it all in one either. Possibly not, but it's not a bad yeah. bit of money to be have coming in, you know. And 
Janet Banthwaite, he only mm. played one game, sort of the dead rubber in the group game, but uh, yeah. clean sheet, good game, and fully part of the squad. Uh, yeah. Well done to them too. Great, great stuff. Uh, other international news, Max Crocan got a New Zealand call-up mm. for a couple of friendlies. He was on the bench unused against Sweden in a 4-1 loss, but he played the full 90 minutes against Qatar in a 1-0 win, so he got a clean yeah. sheet. Very good. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, one or two other ones. Uh, Mike Jones got a contract extension at Chesterfield. Yeah. Uh, Paul Murray uh, appointed academy manager at Oldham. Yeah. Uh, these team of the years came out late. Dave Simonton got in the uh, Northern Premier League West or whatever I mean, it's called. It. I think that was that was inevitable, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. It's always going to be him or Connor Tinian. I don't think Connor played as much last season. I think he had yeah. a few injuries, possibly. Uh, yeah. James Tavernier got in the Scottish Premier Team of the Year. No surprise because he scores a penalty every other week. Uh, a couple of contract extensions at Bolton, Kyle Dempsey and Geffen Jones. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Glass became general manager at Wimborne Town. I think he lives mm. at Wimborne, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one that came in yesterday, James Krause, former loanee, is now first team coach analyst at Oxford. He's been well involved at Arsenal for a while, hasn't he? Hmm. And the most bizarre move or ex-Blue news of the summer, Rory Delap became assistant manager to Robbie <laughs> yeah. Keane at Maccabee Tel Aviv. That's... I mean, that, that's like that's like a random name generator, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know... Pick a random things... player and a random job and a random club. Yeah, it's mad. Absolutely yeah. mad. But yeah, fair play to him, you know. Uh, last little bit. It's my favourite rounds in the Europeans, uh, all the Conference mm-hmm. League and Champions League qualifiers. Three uh, ex-players played this week. Danny Cairns played for Lahn in a 1-0 defeat at HJK Helsinki in Finland. Yeah. Uh, Danny Redmond, who's quite a regular at this time of year for TNS because he's been there several years. They got a 3-1 defeat at Hacken in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And Conor Malley. <laughs> Conor Malley played for Dundalk in yeah. a nil-nil away at Bruno's Magpies in Gibraltar. Amazing. Who are essentially <laughs> a pub team who've qualified for Europe. That's just mad, isn't it? Absolutely And on mad. that note, that's the X-Blues news. <laughs> wow, it was about 15 minutes away, wasn't it? Incredible. Thank you, yeah, Dan, for yeah. that. It's, you know, we all covered off. We'll, we'll start doing it more regularly again soon in the next yeah, few episodes, yeah. won't we? So, yeah, that's the plan. And, uh, yeah, that's it for, for the, this second summer update um mm. thank you everyone for listening i should take a shout out as well i forgot again at the start to say the london branch are sponsoring us again this season i should really apologize if i'm dropping it in here it's because end. we haven't got a proper script for this one have we We've exactly got... now we're literally some very rough notes basically we put together yeah, for this. but yeah. from next week i promise you guys at london branch that you will be getting your full mention again yeah. i do apologize but there you go yeah. so yeah no fantastic thank you to them again for their support thank you again everyone for listening uh it is very much appreciated, you know. We 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 like to think, you know, we we're a part of your routine when you go into the games and things like that. And we get, you know, we make sure we try and make sure the information we give you is as accurate as possible, don't we? You know, we, we do. Don't, we don't need any inside information and stuff from behind. We the scenes, are not often we? wrong. No, exactly. We're, we're you know we have, a fair, we have a fairly good relationship with the club as well there which does yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. I suppose but you know, that, that's the way you want to do things isn't it really but there you go yeah um yeah. we're going to be back sometime next week probably ahead of uh, we're hoping there'll be a couple more signings coming in next week yeah. it's one more thing worth noting before we go down we haven't made any loan signings yet so we've still got those yeah. five spaces available haven't we 
I think we'll see at least a couple of those taken up in yeah. the next couple of weeks. A lot of a lot of the big teams, all the internationals, are just coming back this week. Yeah. So yeah. you will start to see a lot more loans in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. I mean, you look at look at the team yeah. that Man United put out against Leeds United in Oslo yeah. the other day. There was mostly kids, wasn't it? So you know, Dean was... Henderson was injured apparently. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, interesting. There's there's some rumours that's, going around that's that he... Dean Henderson is deep in talks with Notts Forest. But then there's rumours that because United can't get this deal sorted for the ladder uh, into Milan, that oh, I know. But the rumour is that they might want to use if they can't get it done, they might want to keep it hold of Henderson until it is done and possibly use him as first choice at the start of the season. So... Uh, the, 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 Fabrizio Romano is close to here we go. For the, uh, <laughs> that's what we want. Him, lads, we want the here you go. Don't, yeah, that's, that's what we're waiting yeah. for. But there you go. Um, yeah, Dan, thanks once again for your time. Thanks once again, no, everyone, everyone for listening. And up the blues. Up the blues.